Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loki podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and also known as, for you freaking motherfuckers, Sebastian's Adams. On this episode, we are talking about labels. And on today's episode, I have Shane once more. Now, Oh, God. Just just to let y'all know, this bitch decided to torture me before this episode and asked me to look up September by Taylor Swift, and my soul is aching right now. So I am, <laughs> I am hurt. I'm a little bit depressed, and I was not ready to even hear any of that. Red Light Disco this entire episode because that was not okay. That no, it's just a torturous okay. uh, sound. It's so horrible. Like who? And only those that don't understand good taste and quality music like it. Like not, I'm not even going to say that you know Taylor Swift can't sing anything because she does have a wonderful voice. But that there are certain things that you just should not touch. Certain things you should not cover. Certain things you shouldn't even think about. Like she needed a black mama to be right there and slap the fuck out of her hands. Not you slapping the hands. I'm just saying, cause that that ooh, mm, y'all almost. I had to I had to quit. Like I was three seconds in and I was done. And Shane you was like skipping <laughs> through it automatically. Shane was you like, you have to go back. It. She was like, I had to go back. So I I, I went back. And it, it, look, I was in my head. I was screaming red light disco, y'all. It was too much. It was way too much. But continue doing what you're doing, Taylor. Just not that. Just leave it alone, please. Mm. My soul, like that, that, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like I, I need, I need to like get a, a spiritual cleanse after that. I need to sage my house after listening yeah. to that song. <laughs> it just got hot in here. Oh my god! It, and we're not talking about fucking Nelly. See that song brought the de- devil in my house. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, I'm t- I'm sorry, you Taylor Swift fans. Y'all, not. y'all be <laughs> you right. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Show up at our houses? They better not. They I mean, not. I got these hands and several weapons in this house. I will. Uh, you'll get one of them. Mm, amen. Y'all don't want these problems. Uh- <laughs> Definitely one of me size problem in their life. Right. Because after I finish whooping their ass, I'm gonna gonna terrorize them for a couple weeks. You might as well. Mine as well. You know what? Since you seem to have time to come to my house and bother me, 
I'm going to bother you. Look, be their best friend on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, <laughs> just just re- uh, remind you, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Since you want to pull up, <laughs> you thought. I mean, you had the time. Had all the fucking. I have time now. Mm. We both had plenty of time. Right. So on today's episode, after that traumatic experience, we are talking about labels, y'all. This nigga said traumatic experience. <laughs> I labeled it as traumatic. Look at that. Play on words. I hate you. <laughs> so Shane, yes. I know you hate me, which I appreciate. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you feel about labels? In the context of relationship? Mm-hmm. I feel like they are useful. Mm. in certain situations i'm with you i'm with you because i'm a firm believer i am single until stated otherwise girl i'm the same way because i'm just like <clears throat> either you have to vocalize exactly what we are so we can define everything or i'm out here being free i'm out here doing my own thing mm-hmm. like i respect whatever like a label in a way does set a little bit of a boundary and if you are not willing to establish or say exactly what this is, then I'm not going to make something up for you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I get those people who are like, oh, I just go with the flow. Okay, go with the flow. You're going to continue to go with the flow. And if you start doing these relationship things, I'm going to like accept it, whatever. I'm here for it. But in my mind, we're not in a, we're not in a committed romantic relationship mm-hmm. at all because we haven't had that conversation yeah like i don't like for me you know people like to throw around the word talking a lot which i'm okay with um but it's like like i i would not tell someone that i'm going out on a date with them if i'm just trying to grab dinner Mm -hmm. like uh somebody um hit me up this is some time ago uh asking to like hang out go grab some food and i'm like okay cool yeah i'm down with doing that and uh i get there um we went to get like what was it um japanese food and we're just having great conversation enjoying the moment and then we end up going to like the um river walk here in augusta and just chilled out there there was a snake on the ground too i i remember that vividly because i don't fuck with snakes i just don't but um we just you know having great conversations whatever and then we go separate ways and they're acting like this was an entire date i was like Mm -hmm. if you wanted it to be a date you could have said that you could have you could have vocalized that you wanted to go out out on a date and then Mm -hmm. we've been dating uh we would have started that we would have been able to communicate that but no you just say you want to hang out and grab food so that's what Mm -hmm. i did yeah you can hang out and grab food with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be dating. I hang out and grab food with my my friends all the time, coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it's crazy because I I know that person wanted to have sex too, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't. Even if I can feel that's the energy that you're putting off, closed mouths don't get fed around here. Mm-hmm. Vocalize what you want. Yeah. So what about um, labels in terms of like identity? Me and me. Like, um, bi, gay, pan. Um. Okay, my self-identification. Mm-hmm. For me, like, I am pansexual. Mm. That took a bit 
to understand because pansexuality is not as commonly talked about as the other as some of the other uh sexual orientations mm-hmm. so um for my pansexuality like a lot of it is like if you're a chill person yeah I mean you can rock I mean you can try this out i never really paid into a to person's gender or gender identification sexual orientation if you cool people you respect me you treat me well we can rock mm-hmm. that's how i've always classified myself my pansexuality that's me and then like it comes down to like my own gender i am i do not fully classify identify as female mm-hmm. i literally will answer to any pronoun as long as it's said respectfully mm. which is why i do go by shane more often than my full name because it's a little bit more fluid ambiguous and, hmm? oh, ambiguous yeah fluid ambiguous and the and how you want to identify it because mm. it took me a while to come to that that own like my identification because of how people you can only do two Girl. have people always like well you have to be she her she they them she uh, all of that like you gotta be either identify as a feminine or masculine pronoun and then the neutral one mm. for me oh i'm i'm any at any given day or point in time so i answer to all because i am very comfortable with myself as a human being now my physical appearance yes i struggle with that but i'm comfortable with me Mm. and my identification for my gender and sexuality appearance and mental health that's completely different like i still struggle with both of them i am actively seeking like i am actively getting help for my mental health Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you can be for me, like, yeah, I may be comfortable with myself, my, my sexuality, but I still struggle with other things. See, you know, most when, when it comes to, like, sexual identities and stuff like that, well, sexual orientation, I, 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 I know somebody might be upset with me, most definitely, since it is technically Pride Month when we're recording this, but uh, if you if you're mad, just be mad. It is what it is. It's okay. This is not said out of malice, but I don't like the concept of LGBTQ+. Um, the reason why is because we, we focus so much on the identity aspect rather than mm-hmm. the expression aspect of things. Because, like, it can be so much more simpler <laughs> uh, if we just, like, when I think of, like, trans people, I see trans people however they identify. If you yeah. say I am a woman, I see you as a woman. If you say yeah. I am non-binary, I see you as non-binary. <clears throat> if you say I am a man, I see you as man, regardless mm-hmm. of what your genitalia might look like or even if you're intersex i see you however you choose to identify uh and i like whenever i think of like the concept of homosexual bisexual and heterosexual i i I think of more so of what's in that in that discussion more so what's in your pants um rather than um someone like i'm falling for someone of the same gender is more i'm falling for someone of the same sexual organ um so like hey if you're heterosexual you're um more tend to like that person that has the opposite sexual organ than yourself bisexual you have that variety of you know uh whatever's in that person's pants and then you have homosexual the same 
you know, sexual organ. And then when it comes to like uh, expression is more so of like um, demisexual, uh, and that's, you know, those people who need that emotional connection, sapiosexual, mm-hmm. those who are more inclined to liking somebody based off of, off of their intelligence. Yeah. And when you think of it that way, that, that, well, for myself, that gives leeway for those people who are like under what we classify now, like, you know, the cishet people that gives mm-hmm. them the opportunity of knowing that they their sexual expression in itself is still uh, relevant and still a part of you know natural world because you do have people who are heterosexual mm-hmm. who are also demisexual it's just the way that they express themselves or mm-hmm. you have those who are sapiosexual they do like to they prefer somebody of the opposite you know sex organ but they still um appreciate somebody or look for somebody who feeds their brain who is able yeah. uh, sexualize or you know get that uh, get that sexual response just by uh, engaging in them intellectually so um, that's that's mostly the reason why I think of those labels uh, needing to have some kind of a shift because we're at a point where we can just be proud of who we are but also make sure that we are inclusive to everybody else Mm -hmm. that we had to exclude in order for us to be proud to be who we are if you get what i'm saying yeah what's your thoughts (laughs) you just gave me that whole uh (laughs) breakdown (laughs) my bad (laughs) but yeah sometimes it like looking at it and like just seeing like how some of the gay community or the community acts in general is like people are stuck under that p that b the l the g like they're just that Mm. and it can get quite annoying because yeah this person may be let's say trans but they could also be having they can also identify as other things yes like they may be a woman man non-binary but sexually Mm -hmm. they may be demisexual asexual and things like that so it does get a bit tricky especially when you start adding all these other acronyms and letters and then you introduce the flags it gets it can get a bit bogged down and sometimes even confusing especially for those from the also looking in because i'm gonna be real we i know i for a fact have been adding more like books that are more inclusive in the community and there was one book that broke down the acronyms Mm -hmm. and my god The way it is written, it just seems like a woke gay person trying, and I say woke with quotations, Mm -hmm. trying to seem inclusive because some of those things didn't make a lick of sense. Girl, I I, I, I can't say I read that book, but I've been in... It's written for teens. (laughs) Oh, well, is it the one that you um, you share with the, that had the dick? um, No, no, no. That That is a sexual education book. Okay. I still need to get that. That is completely different. Like, I am all for positive and informative sex education mm-hmm. for teens. Mm, same. Hopefully, they're waiting until they're much older because I'm getting tired of hearing about kids and they're like 11 to 13 year olds having sex. I'm like, your body hasn't even properly formed yet. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. 
For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. 13 year olds having sex. I'm like, your body hasn't even properly formed yet. Why are you out here being reckless? Girl. Because in some cases, some of these girls can't get pregnant at that age. Mm-hmm. Well, some some young uh, young girls have been, um, they've started puberty at, at age seven. Like nine. I got my period at nine, but that's very common on my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sex until I was in college. But that was a personal choice because I watched two of my sisters or my two older sisters have kids straight out of high school or while they're in high school. Mm. And guess who helped take care of those babies? You. That's that's very effective birth control. Taking care of a baby will let you know, you know what? I can wait wait on this. (laughs) I can definitely wait. But, you know, it's probably like when my um, who was it? I think one of my I think it was one of my parents like they actually had a parenting quote-unquote parenting class in home ec where they had to take care of a baby mm. it was like programmed to act like a regular baby with the off schedule crying and stuff like that that's mm. that's that what was it one of my aunts one of my uncle either way it went one of them someone in my family mm-hmm. and they had kids later in life <laughs> i'm like Eric, that should be a, a mandatory thing y'all gotta take care of this mechanical baby and keep it alive. And then it'll show you, like, do you really want kids at this age? Mm-hmm. Because it was cutting into a lot of their social lives and stuff like that. Because they had to take the baby with them. They it's couldn't like, just leave the baby because it tracked things. That's like, um, I, this is, that's a, uh, a argument for why we really do need comprehensive sex education in this mm-hmm. country. Because that conversation about, you know, consent uh, learning more about your body, learning more about, um, well, the sexual expression stuff comes a lot later, but just knowing um, the mechanism, not mechanism, but how, uh, how much a child impacts a life, all mm-hmm. of that is inclusive whenever you do have something that is comprehensive from like what kindergarten is when they uh, uh, essentially start those uh, classes so that people recognize okay this is my body uh, mm-hmm. i have uh, personal autonomy you, you know that no no square <laughs> and mouse to yourselves mm-hmm. that that follows you throughout the rest of your life i'm not sure what people what happened they just forgot that part exists but i feel like labels are important because like even like, like you said comprehensive sex ed will play a part in that label teaching is like it'll teach you how to set firm boundaries in a relationship mm-hmm. because it depends on where you are in the u.s you don't get proper sexual education mm-hmm. you don't learn sex is not supposed to hurt mm. like you don't learn that you you have a right to say no at any stage of the encounter mm-hmm. like how to properly use a condom how to put it on 
the work how birth control actually works because there are some places in this damn country they're like oh birth control is abortion pills no that's not how it works texas alaska <laughs> actually oh <laughs> oh that's shocking yeah there's a, a youtube channel called mama dr jones she is a board certified practicing OBGYN. Mm-hmm. and she has a lot of videos on youtube that teaches about sex ed how to use a condom birth control how the the female body she does go into like some parts with the a men body but she does do a lot of women reproductive health videos because that's what she knows that's what she studied that's what she learned so it was like but the in alaska in one part of alaska like they're like oh my god because there are teachers using her videos for sex ed because she her videos are very good Hmm. she breaks down birth controls uh the morning after pill and just like how it all works out in the body and they're like oh my god she's teaching kids how to have sex that's not how that is she is teaching them how to make healthy and informed decisions. Mm. Oh, girl, yes. Healthy Which and proceeds to help them break down like what they want in a relationship. Because if you're with someone, you don't, even if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, if you say no and they push that, you should know and be comfortable able to leave them. So it's like learning how to set your own clear boundaries figure out what you want with yourself for yourself and from yourself is how you can navigate relationships and how to set okay this is a person i just want to have sex with mm. this is a person i want to see where this goes and we're like in that in that talking phase getting to know each other then you have dating then you have boyfriend girlfriend and then whatever is after that right some people don't believe in marriage so they're like oh this is my 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 partner my love connection whatever they want to label that relationship that shows that they are in like some form like in a marriage like situation it doesn't have to be mm. truly marriage but like in a situation where they're like we are one yeah a true commitment to each other yeah so it was like learning how to like that's why i think a lot of my things will come back to proper sex ed or it is learning how to navigate your own sexual life properly and your own mental and emotional health before you can actually set clear labels because mm. i'm it it both it aggravates me and hurts me when i hear about people getting into relationships where they don't even love themselves but they feel like they need to be in a relationship it's like no honey That's this goes not- for male female non-binary all those in between because there are a lot of genders well, girl so this- like all those in between like if you can't set a clear label for yourself how can you set a clear label for your relationship later on um i like that you mentioned that because that that leads to something that we were talking about in the uh intake meeting which is that you know that popular question of what are we Mm -hmm. Uh, even how so many people have you know that fear of that question but you need to be able to identify what you are with the person and be able to clearly state where are you planning on going with this um, that relationship if you don't see a future in that relationship let the person know if you if Mm -hmm. you are just you know I'm trying to figure out what 
uh, exactly this is. Well, take that time to figure that out. That's great. That's good. That's Gucci. But make sure you are articulating that with that person. Um, what What is your your take on that the, that question of what are we and where are we going here? Oh, I am good to ask that question, especially for like two, three months into the relationship. And I don't know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so where are we going with this? What are we? Because let's be real. I hate wasting my time. Mm. I would rather go ahead and get your answer early. So I know how to navigate from there. Then like, let's say like six months down the line or further. Mm. Like luckily for me or unluckily, it depends on how you want to see it. My boyfriend declared we were dating before I knew we were dating. Really? Like we we're an official relationship. Mm-hmm. I literally said, what are we? He's like, that would be obvious. So I'm like, if I'm asking, mm-hmm. it ain't obvious. But that's 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 a good point. That's that's why that conversation is always needed because ev- this is bringing everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like you have one person in the relationship who's thinking that, oh, um, we we are in a relationship, and another person's like, oh, we just you know dating. We're just having conversations with no getting to know mm-hmm. each other, and now here we are at this pivotal conversation, this crucial conversation of where we can actually vocalize this is what we can identify this relationship at this time mm-hmm. like um i had like a, a former student of mine uh, well a uh, student i used to work with who um would come to me at, uh, about advice about something that was going on with her um uh, her boyfriend at the time well her person at the time because mm-hmm. it was not a defined relationship and she she'll be like okay well you know he keeps doing all these boyfriend like things saying that you know we cool or whatever and I keep asking him what are we this that and you know the third and I'm just like okay you need that you need that affirmation you definitely need that affirmation of knowing exactly where you fit in mm-hmm. his his book where you where you fit in his life you have the right to demand that you have the right to have that conversation but if he's providing you these vague responses you have to make a decision of do you want to continue in the vagueness of it all or do Mm -hmm. you want to find somebody that can call you what you feel as though that you need to be called yeah and if you're not if you're if you'd rather be stuck in the vagueness then accept that be open to that that is your choice to continue in that but if you really really want that desired label then demand that or Mm -hmm. if it's not going to come anytime soon find somebody that will yeah find Um, someone who will be direct with what they want and what they want from you mm -hmm. like you can't get mad at a motherfucker who says like i've actually encountered some people who got mad about this like a friend of mine was in a relationship well she wasn't a quote-unquote relationship Mm -hmm. with the guy who flat out said hey this is just for sex Mm. she didn't tell us that until like a month or two after they broke up because like oh he wasn't like taking it seriously he didn't want to do this this or that and then she was like well he then she was showing us a text message i'm like bitch he literally said this is a sex situation I'm like, you out here getting mad at this person. You want a relationship. They just wanted to get off. Mm-hmm. They set that label right there. You are just for sex. Child. So it was like, you got to make sure what you want matches what they want. 
Like, if you guys are two consistent adults and you just want a sexual relationship, you both define that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Boom. That is golden. But if one person tells you one thing, but you want another, you can't get mad at them for what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You Especially may- if they stated it straight off the bat. Because some motherfuckers, men and women are like, listen, I just want to get off. Right. I don't want a relationship. I just want sex. A motherfucker got stressed too. I'm like, okay, I can respect that. And like, if you tell me that's all you want, I'm like, fuck it. Look, cause I'm not a fan of, uh, like trying to mentally figure. Like, I, I, I just don't understand why people, like, even when you have these conversations with people about, okay, what are we doing here? Um, and they, if they're just on the cusp of uh, claiming it as a, a relationship, but they're doing the things that you feel as though like people do in relationships or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person who will just create something like, oh, okay, so I guess we are in a relationship because you're doing the boyfriend, girlfriend things. And even though you can't say it, I'm going to, I know that we are. I'm not a fan of that. I just can't do that kind of shit. It's like, even if it is something I can't, you came to me, you said it's um, just going to be sex and I've been operating as it's just being sex and you start having deeper conversations with me and you start doing like other mm-hmm. things, want to go grab food, grab drinks and all this other stuff. I'm still in the, look, we're chilling. We're having a good time. Mm-hmm. This is not, in my mind, we're not moving into anything more because- yeah, That's the, like a homie situation. Mm-hmm. The baseline of this relationship was rooted in the sexual acts. That's all. Because I don't mind getting to know somebody like on a deeper level that I'm just fucking. That helps mm-hmm. me with trusting you a lot more, honestly. But if I know that the confounds of this relationship is just a sex, I'm not going to create some uh, something in my head to say that, oh, well, we might be dating. No, that's... At the root of this, we were just fucking. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't sit down to have a conversation. You didn't ask uh, if you wanted to move this to another level. I didn't ask to move this to another level. If you assume that, let's have that conversation about where we truly are. And we can even have the conversation if we want to move it up to another step. Or we can go back to just having casual-ass conversation that's not of any substance so that it's better for you. We can reduce the amount of times we see each other just in case if you are in your feelings or if you are stuck in those emotions that you feel as though that this is a genuine uh romantic relationship you'll have that time to grieve what you thought it was yeah. <laughs> and then come back to what this really is mm-hmm. huh. it's like i respect people who put it out there up front what mm-hmm. they want right now it's up to the other party to hear that ingested and accepted mm-hmm. because let's be real we've seen some people just ignore the obvious signs because they wanted something mm. and it's like communication well yes the other person communicated what they wanted they did their part now it's up for listening and comprehension right if a person straight up tells you you are for sex i i don't want a relationship with you do not follow this person around like a lovesick puppy. Because <laughs> after a while, it's just going to be uh, to a point that you're just using the person. Mm-hmm. 
because it's like well you're being used in that situation because it's yeah. like they told you exactly what this is for like that like when um people who decide to like who's i guess their love language is gifting mm-hmm. uh, okay that's cool you can buy me whatever you want that's great that's cool but remember we're here for sex and sex only oh thank yeah. you for the meal thank you for cooking for me um that's great you you're you, <laughs> i love that for you but remember this is only about the sex here this mm-hmm. is only or even like if it's a cuddle buddy kind of situation we're, yeah. we're only here to cuddle um i didn't know like can we can we talk about this like for real because you, you're doing too much <laughs> like and that's some people also need to accept that just because someone is you know doing kind favors to you does not necessarily mean that they're trying to engage in like a romantic relationship too mm-hmm. so that's i would say at least the flip side of that but yeah like some people are just genuinely nice mm-hmm. like they want to help someone who like oh i can help you do that or i can help you do this this and that the third mm. it's like hell yeah so it's not like oh this person is helping me so therefore I got me a nice little thing going here. No, they could just be helping because they saw you needed help and they wanted to help. Mm. You know, we bring this show up quite a bit, but paternity court, you see a lot of this. Oh, girl, not the paternity court. Because like you, like we hear a lot, like, oh yeah, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And like, no, we weren't. Girl. Like I told you, you were for sex. This is not a relationship. And we see some of those girls and and occasionally some of the guys on there looking like idiots because the person clearly does not want them or like them mm-hmm. in such a manner. And they up there hooping and holler how much they're in love, how much they want to be with this person. The other person is just like, damn, I want tacos right now. I want a taco <laughs> belt open. <laughs> because like you can see in their face and violence that they just don't care about this other person. Mm-hmm. But this other person is so deeply like in their feelings about it. And it's like, me sitting at home like i can you like a fool on national television right because you're out here fighting or like arguing and hooping and hollering for someone who does not want you and, and the child is there isn't theirs and such like it's mostly the guys like you're just for sex like i told you this and i just hate that the you know the the child is just brought into this those yeah. situations too and it's like when, whenever i be seeing those on, on there and i'm like Oh, I love it when um, they're just like, oh, we were in a relationship. And then uh, <laughs> good old Judge Flakes. But were you having sex? <laughs> That's yes. <the> well, <laughs> that I don't care the- about if you're in a relationship or not. Were y'all having sex? <laughs> yeah, that's really the only question she'll, she'll ask on time. They're like, well, we dated for, like, we we're only together for something. Like, Did you have sex? <laughs> that's literally, it takes her half the episode to get them to admit they had sex. Right. I'm like, look, she don't care what the confounds of your relationship look like. Yeah. You had sex. You had a sexual relationship. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and like, that's what like that's what a good portion of them don't seem to understand. You had sex with this person unprotected. Right. And then sometimes means- like she even has to break it down for the person involved. They're like, listen, you see this reaction, you see how what all this you went through. Leave this person. Hello. They don't want you. 
most definitely those situations where um, it's kind of with labels too. You might have uh, someone who has uh, a whole ass spouse out here. Mm-hmm. You're still messing around with that person and you still believe that they're going to leave their spouse for you. And it's been 10 fucking years. They're not like, going to. That, that unfortunately happens a lot. Man, woman, no matter what, it happens quite often. And that's it. Like, if it was just, like, a couple years, like, like two or three years, like, okay, there it is leading you on. But it's stretching out six-plus years, like, I don't feel sorry for you anymore. Like, damn, they had all this time to leave them, but they never have. They're just stringing you along because they want a piece, a side piece, essentially. Mm. So, like, they get tired of what they have at home. They just go to the buffet to your house and have another one. Yeah. And I think this will be a great tie-in to one of the things that we were talking about um, in the intake meeting about identifying your current stage in life and also your next stage in life. Um, And when I think about that, it's like where I'm at financially, where am I at uh, emotionally? Um, Do I have a roof over my head that I can, um, you know, that I have that every night or do I feel as though I am ready to be a parent? Uh, when you think about like identifying your current stage in life, what what are some of the things that come to your mind immediately? Or um, what what are some of the things you might even recommend to somebody about uh, in terms of how to identify where they are? Like I I have like an internal checklist mm-hmm. in a sense, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, can I provide a viable and decent place to live for myself and my dogs yes Mm. can i afford a healthy and appropriate lifestyle for myself and my dogs yes can i continue to save put a little money away for saving at the current time yes but if i was going to stay at my old place or try to look for another apartment it would have been a little rocky Mm. to save because rent plus food gas prices now and then all my other expenses it's a lot mm. so like i would have been able to just not as much as i would like mm. and then it's like career rise am i making progress which is yes like i don't factor in a relationship because i want a relationship i don't need a relationship Ooh. the things i just listed are things that i need shelter of like taking care of myself and paying my bills. Mm, child, not that you talk about adulting shit, like, oh my. <laughs> but really, you, you, that, those are some things that you really do have to uh, consider when you are identifying where you are right now in this moment. It's like, like also health. Health always, but health is is always going to be there. I feel like that's not even need to be said. Mm. Like you should always take care of your health, physically, mentally, and emotionally. That shouldn't even be said. Your health comes first among all things. Everything else I listed, yeah, those are things I need. Mm-hmm. My relationship is a want. I even told him, I told him straight up, I want you. I don't need you. Mm. Because motherfuckers get it twisted. It's like, oh, you need me. Da, da, da. I don't fucking need you. I work. I can pay. I pay my bills before you. I can be able to pay my bills after you. Child, that's what that did. That did that, that, that independent. So it's like, I want him. Yeah, I'm living in his in his house. He pays all the bills, but I pay for all the shit that goes on in his house. Mm. 
So it's like, uh-uh, I'm about to pay for something because you're not about to have me look like a dependent house duck. <laughs> but really, though. Because like, I just water around the house and I'm loud as hell. <laughs> like, a lot of people really do have to take that time to reflect on where they are in their lives. And this is not to say that you cannot struggle. Uh, you cannot be going through uh, 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 your moments of trauma or your survival. It is just recognizing this is where I am right now and then trying to figure out where can I, where or what can I do in order to improve my circumstances so that I can be living a more fulfilled and more sustainable existence. Because honestly, there's a lot of crazy shit out here. There's a lot of high prices, bills keep going up, rent keeps mm-hmm. going up on, in an astronomical way. It's ridiculous. And it is getting a, a, becoming a lot of a struggle for a lot of people. So I'm not, it's not to say that, oh, it's something magical that's going to mm-hmm. just come upon you but identifying the resources that you need is very crucial and important and knowing that there are some things that's out there that is free for you that is um that can assist you in becoming better like just the other day literally yesterday um okay i need to stop picking up random people on the street i will say that but um uh, i picked somebody up because it was 100 and uh 100 and six degrees outside and they were walking on the side of the street and i was like look i'll take you as far as this one road um and uh and that was it and before i let him you know walk wherever else he needed to go which wasn't that far away from where i dropped him off at um i provided him with the resource because he mentioned something about housing um that mm-hmm. it's um hard for him to find a place to stay so i was like look contact these people they can help you out in terms of housing they also have um cheap um to, well free to cheap um uh, mental health care that you might actually want to take advantage of mm-hmm. um all of these things uh and then when you come to like like when you factor in how much money a person is making on today taking that time to realize you know what my one job is not paying me enough. Uh, I need something that pays better. Mm-hmm. Taking that opportunity to search and see what is paying better for you, where you can uh, sustain your life, that you can afford a little bit something, a little bit more. Um, be it if it's a work at home position that doesn't require a high, uh, a, a bachelor's degree do it <laughs> mm-hmm. most definitely if you um don't have a bachelor's degree just identifying these things that will help you out on the long run um yeah. so you can figure out your next steps and whatnot another thing like that's actually pretty cheap okay it's not cheap in some terms for people it's not cheap to get started but becoming a notary mm. and joining like uh there's some companies that will pay you to be a traveling notary you get paid a decent bit mm. like it might not be a lot in some grand schemes, but damn it, it's money. Right. You set your own schedule. If you're going to afford to work on the weekends, you can work the weekends because you'll probably make a good bit of money on the weekends because that's people need shit done the most. <laughs> True. <laughs> Let's be real. Some of us start when companies, like before companies open and we get off when they close. Because mm-hmm. that's my schedule. <laughs> I go on at 9.15. Most places open at 9.30 and close at 5. 
or six exactly when I get off. Girl, that means you, you definitely make it to the bank. Well, you mm-hmm. know, the uh, Saturday banking. I forgot that's that's a thing now. Mm-mm. I'm like, damn, I'm like, if I can't get it through the ATM, I'm like, is it worth it? <laughs> I just use my card. <laughs> like, there are t- like, I literally have a jar of money in this house because I was too lazy to go to the ATM. I get it. Like, don't want to go to that damn ATM. I do not. So into the jar it goes. Mm-hmm. That's my rainy day fun. I get that. I used to, um, like my little, I used to have like a um, jar uh, as well of all the coins and whatnot and just keeping them in there. And I never actually <laughs> cash that shit out because one, I have to search for a, a, what's the coin machine just so I can get bills okay. back. And it's just like, girl. Yeah, has one. You take the receptacle up to the uh, customer service desk. <laughs> the receptacle. The receptacle. Girl, I'm too lazy for that. Because <laughs> by the time, by the time I I'm at Kroger, I realized that one, I should have went home first. <laughs> Two, I forgot the thing at home. Three, I I remember next time. Never did. Oh Lord. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot of figuring out. Most definitely, because um, life life gets hard. Like that's the truth. Life can get hard, and we are going through some very hard times right now. Mm-hmm. But you just have to figure out where you are right now and see what you can like call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. That's something well, guess- that a lot of people have trouble doing: calling a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. If you because there's some me. people I've met, they're like, I don't want to put labels on it. Labels seem so constricting, but they are also the ones that are most confused about where they are in their relationship. Mm. It's like, mm. listen, whatever you're dealing with, that's probably a commitment issue or some type of thing that you need to work through. If you need to get a therapist or just talk to someone, like talk to a friend, like talk that out. Find out why you don't want to put a label on something. Mm. Because a lot of them, like, they don't want to put a label on anything, but then they get upset when that person is like, you know what, I'm tired of doing this. I'm out. Then they want to ask cry victim. Because I watched that happen to um, one of my co-workers' oldest son. He refused to, like, call this girl his girlfriend, give her a proper title. Like, they lived together and everything. Mm. So she finally got tired one day and just left. No, I don't blame him. And the thing is, his he came to his mom like she left me, mom, da da da. And his mom was like, Did they expect you to stay? Because at that point, what are you? Just roommates who fuck? Yeah. <laughs> his mom was like, What'd you expect her to do? Sit around and wait for you to finally decide when you want to call her your girlfriend? Mm. He he got another girlfriend. He actually Call, put a label on it because he didn't want to relive that last that last stint mm-hmm. and he's doing a lot better because the girl is happy I'm like yeah if you give that person something to work with mm-hmm. or at least let them know their position in life in your life you'll be a lot e- it'll be a lot easier mm-hmm. like if that person finds out oh you're just in it for the stuff if they want a serious relationship it gives them time, like, you know what? You're a cool person. I wish you happiness, but our wants don't align. Right. I feel like a lot of people have that problem letting go because they get attached or they want it to really, really work out. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, don't waste time with someone who probably won't change their mind and don't work so hard to change someone else's mind. Mm. That's not your job. It's not. 
And that that reminds me of like, um, you know, even with calling a thing a thing, putting those labels on. When you do place a label, because people people are fixated on what does that supposed to mean? That means I have to be in this certain role. I have to behave in this, that, and the third. No, when you do put a label on it, that means that you get to define that relationship. You and that person you're in that relationship with are there to define that relationship. Because even Mm -hmm. we are so fixated on marriages are supposed to look this way, boyfriend and girlfriend supposed to look this way, dating is supposed to look this way. And that specific way, that specific defined way is not what fits for everybody. You have that conversation with the person that you're interested in establishing that label with. When it comes to marriage, when it comes to you're now going to be my wife, my husband, my partner, whatever it is, you communicate of what that looks like for the both of you. Mm-hmm. That can be, okay, uh, within the confounds of this relationship, that means that you, my husband, will be at home taking care of the kids while I'm out working, or you, my wife, um, be at home taking care of the kids, you, my partner, whatever it is, is having that conversation of what that relationship looks like in even how you define that relationship at the beginning, just know that it does still have the capacity to fluctuate and change as the years go by because what's the purpose of having a stamped this is what our relationship is going to be like in 2010 and then expect it to be the same in 2020 yeah life changes (laughs) so sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to change with it but yep um i think this will be a good um transition into the end of the show and bring out that those cars (laughs) so i'm going to do uh never have i ever this episode and then go into those sex questions so shane Mm -hmm. oh this goes back into the uh, last episode that's a yes so i'm going to choose something else here we go never have i ever had sex on my period and didn't tell the other person oh no he knew yeah. It was actually the very first time ever while on my period, I actually felt any type of uh, need to have sex. Really? Yes. When I'm normally on my period, nothing, or like the week leading up to it as well, mm-hmm. nothing. See, I remember uh, us having that conversation about just how your birth control in general just like zaps your fucking sex drive. Mm-hmm. And then like the week leading up to my period and the week of, well, only, well my period is only three and a half days. Mm-hmm. So the week before in those days of, I have zero sex drive. It's like, mm, mm, I'm sorry, baby. Ain't nothing happening down there. Mm. So we always had sex in the shower. Oh, no, oh, that's less clean up. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so let me answer that myself. No, I have not. Um, but, you know, I cannot do shower sex. I really cannot do it. I've tried it like three times. And each time it's just like, this is just not hitting it for me. I just can't do it. So, Shane, do you enjoy shower sex? I do. Hmm. I got to be careful, though, because I have, I'm asthmatic. So I got to be careful. So we have to turn the heat down the shower so I can breathe properly. Wait, because, uh, you know, most women I know have their showers hot as fuck so yes it is pure magma (laughs) so (laughs) 
do you turn it down for him when he comes in or is he okay thank god his showers are like the complete opposite of mine thank god because like I'm... he turns like we shower together quite often and i get so upset sometimes i'm like oh so if i get it before him i do turn to heat us living just like mm, and like <laughs> shaking it and basking the heat like a lizard women are lizards y'all they're the real reptilian race let me stop <laughs> don't take that <laughs> but really i i do not i i felt women heat before <laughs> and i'm not a fan how how do how is it that you can handle that heat mm, i like, feel clean do you is it like over the years did you just transition to the point where you just like you know what maybe hotter maybe hotter no it's maybe a bath hot. that was always put in oh so you just grew okay so you just automatically been used to that Mm. yes as soon as i was hatched from the egg i was placed in the warm and hot water mm. as no. soon as i was able to bathe on my own I, I don't I, I just don't get it i i be trying but there's a point where i'm just like you know my skin might be boiling at this moment so i i can't <laughs> like that that hot when it's so hot that it feels cold kind of shit i just cannot Mm-hmm. I remember that as a child, and I was like, mm, I because of that feeling, I do not, I purposely do not uh, run my hot water too long, because I'm afraid that when I put my hand in there, it's going to be that hot cold, and I can't do that hot cold no more, I just cannot, that shit is too much, that is, that, I will say that is above boiling, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've touched boiling boiled water and uh, water while it's boiling and it has never been hot cold never mm-mm. so I, I i don't mm-mm. Mm-mm. like it is absolutely love the fact that i have uh, allowed him to change my water temperature when i shower but when it comes down to soaking the top oh yeah he's gotten used to the hot water Jesus oh god I'm just thinking about being in that hot of water and I'm just oh yeah my poor little boyfriend turns red he's a lobster by the time he gets out (laughs) I'm like I'll I'll be quick to put some cold water up in that bitch while I'm putting my feet in if I don't pay attention he will literally like turn the cold water on and let like where it doesn't make a noise and let the stream in Mm -hmm. as he lets some of the hot water out I'm like sir what the hell are you doing that's me that's me just put my foot in slowly let that soak a little bit oh my gosh that means if if i had to be in a a hot ass tub like that it's going to take me 30 minutes just to fully get in because i need to make sure all of my body adjusts properly so Mm -mm. by the time it i'm like okay feet in Okay, now it's up to the ankle. Now let me squat a little bit. Let the ball soak in there a little bit. Little ass cheeks a little bit. You know, let like I'm just sitting holding it up. Oh, the muscle strength, the muscle strength that a hot bath would do. Let that cook me a little bit, and then fully relax. And then, oh my gosh, my back is burning just from the thought of it. Oh my god, mm, scarred. Get those little print pricks. <laughs> hmm. I feel the heat on my back. Hot enough. Oh my god, I can't. Mm, mm, yeah, I'm. I'm I, yeah, I'm already. I'm imagining all this. I'm already putting the water in. I'm already putting the water in. The, the cold water mm-hmm. is too hot. Lord. Well, yeah, now this man has me showering in um warm water. Mm, no, 
And mm. I hate it. I love it. <laughs> that is home. But yeah, my know, dad agreed with him too. I'm like, uh-uh. It is so hot where when I get out, all I see is steam. See, I do like a good steamy bathroom, though. I have to admit. Like, I'm going to try to get my body to the point where I can actually do that because I'd be looking at uh, most definitely black women's skin and I'm just like I think that's the reason why the skin just be so tight is because they're cooking all the fat already they're cooking mm-hmm. everything that was all the impurities on their flesh is cooking away with this hot ass water it's to the point where when they step out the shower the skin just glistens because it's like oh that's all that's I did what needed to be done <laughs> the impurities are gone and moisturize that's how you stay young you're right you're oh that does open up the pores too mm. man i'm like well my boyfriend's skin is looking quite nice because he's been using my moisturizers okay nah don't nice. no, 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 don't congratulate that shit this motherfucker literally just starts using my shit like oh you got that good shit girl i could st- i still remember jd's response when the first time he had cocoa butter mm girl <laughs> that shit was so funny <laughs> he was like i did not know cocoa butter would do this to your skin i was like yes that's why a lot of black people use it that's mm-hmm. the we why. stay young forever <laughs> <laughs> that changed his life Whew, okay shit i had to make fun of him my boyfriend for his, his i saw a picture of his ex i'm like damn she looks older than my parents yeah i went in i was mean mm. you you are ruthless and he was like, well, I didn't see that way. You should have saw it that way. She, her skin looks terrible. Nothing gets you white people. It's just, you know, you, you got to moisturize your skin now. Man, she didn't do moisturizing. I'm like, she didn't have a skin routine? Look, and I get, you know, lotion doesn't work for all people. Because I know, like, for myself, I have um, very hyperactive glands. So as soon as I put any kind of lotion on, I'm sweating like like hell. But there's there's ways. There's you use ways. a gel based lotion. Girl, I usually just be using uh, oil based lotions and like um, cocoa. Mm, use a gel based lotion. They're thinner. Mm, okay. Yes. Give me get me right. Get me fucking right. Yeah. Use a gel based lotion. It should so it soaks into your skin better. It doesn't sit on your skin, which a lot of uh, oil and base ones do because they're supposed to keep that moisture inside. Mm. Girl, I could remember the first time my mom put like some well where i can remember my mom put some um baby oil on me girl mm. i was looking like a freshly cooked fried chicken wing girl. Just... it's not just you it is a lot of us who did that girl Shit, my grandmother had some murphy's hair grease whatever she used to lather us down with that she didn't have oil or vaseline i'm done what well vaseline i understand the Murphys? You know how hard that shit is to clean off? Yeah, girl, why would you do that? <laughs> my grandmother wanted to make sure we were moisturized, okay? Oh my god, you can't even wash your hands properly. We, couldn't even, we, we were scared to put on clothes. Oh, grandma, no. But we look moisturized. We were ashy <laughs> for two days. Girl, How hard you, is to wash that stuff off? Girl, you could have slipped on concrete. <laughs> on dirt what are you talking about oh my god that is mm. <laughs> he had us out there glistening in the compton streets okay grandpa ain't right 
Grandma had us out there glistening in the streets of LA. That shit was wild. Yeah, grandma would have been better off using some fucking bacon grease or some shit. Crisco. <laughs> I would have been better off with Crisco. But grandma had us looking nice. Oh god. Child, she grandma got the body right and then twist the hair a little bit because it's gonna mm-hmm. stick. <laughs> Like we were looking bro- shiny out there in the street. Oh, my God. dad saw us one day because we were with there for the weekend. My dad came to pick us up. He was like, "What the hell?" Girl, just the thing is, he saw us before he saw us because we were so shiny. Oh, he saw these little black dots run across the yard, like the the land. He was like, "What the hell?" He thought it was a car. The fact that now that you said that, that means I know for a fact somebody's grandparents are parent use uh that uh old school jerry curl stuff on the activator uh, oh we ran out of lotion get the soul glow (laughs) (laughs) oh the poor children the poor children oh my god oh my god you know like if like we we talked about having kids my he's he's a white man our kids gonna be considered black no matter what they do in life True. As soon as, as soon as the world found they have a whole ass black mama, they're like, oh, y'all black. Mm-hmm. No matter what shade they come out as, they're getting slathered down with lotion, cocoa butter, Vaseline, whatever the hell I have on hand. They're getting slathered down before they go to school because they have to go to school looking rough and embarrassed me. Oh, I'm thinking back to the little, uh, those old school days, mama lathering up my arm and everything, that jerk. Rough about it too. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes, Black people. I love it. Why do you think we age so slowly? Because we were being dunked in lotion. Look, everything, everything. Just, hmm, just, just take your clothes off and jump in real quick. <laughs> That's essentially how it looked. Girl, I used to hate. I used to hate having so much lotion on my hands or on my skin to the point that it's not going in. And I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, I don't want to waste this uh, this shit. I'm gonna have to go to the house once. My Ooh. mom met me on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> don't let it be winter. Don't let it Ooh. be fucking winter. <laughs> That's when the thick shit come out. You're like, you have thicker. Oh, God. It's that lotion that takes like four minutes to rub in. No matter how hard you try, like there's more that appears. My generational trauma is not to put on lotion that much. <laughs> That's the cycle I'm breaking. <laughs> not really. Uh-uh, you getting because, all that. Because I'm not sure what kind of lotion it was. But the more you rub this, like the more up here. It's like, what the fuck was this made of? That sounds like Jergens. I'm not even hmm? going to lie. That sounds like Jergens. That jerk sounds like jerk is be real though. That junk is nice. Mm, girl, that should never rub in for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No matter how much, it's just still there. I'm like, okay, all right, let me go to a leg, and then you know half the leg is done, so you need to put some more. And now mm-hmm. I just have like this little lotion glob right there because now my entire body is fucking lotioned up, and now I have to find a non-exposed place where I can. Mm-hmm. Hide this last little glob. The neck. <laughs> oh, girl. Ooh, you know, that's my favorite place to put lotion on. Mine is under my boobs. Is. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you do like a like a um, scoop effect? Or yep. do you like lift? 
I, I see. I, see I actually like no. I do one move at a time. I like cup it and like just rub it. <laughs> see, I know. You know, if you like shine a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. That's how oh, I, I lotion my titty. See, I do the underboot swipe with both hands. That's how I get that. And Mm-mm. then you know, I be polishing these bitches because they deserve treatment. <laughs> I support. Oh God. Okay. Before we close out the show, we're gonna do this uh, sex question. Oh, we haven't answered the question? Girl, that was from one Never Have I Ever. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what was that? Oh, yeah, from the shower and had sex in the shower. No, no, the period sex. Period sex, yeah. Period sex went to lotion, y'all. Oh, my God. This is why we listen to the whole Little podcast, because, you know, it's all about the tangents. Um, you learn and you also enjoy. Um, so this question is, what's your go-to feel-good sex position? Doggy. Hmm. Same. Back art. I okay, put my back. I can put my head on the pillow and call tonight. Girl, not that you out here being a lazy fuck, but you know what? I also support. No, no, it's not a lazy fuck because I gotta legit put my hands on the wall to keep from moving. Oh, mm. oh, so you gotta um, work out that upper body strength at the same. Yeah, time. I gotta make sure my <laughs> face doesn't go into the headboard. <laughs> yes yes i i support all of that oh so, uh, yeah i'm not lazy fuck i gotta keep both of us in one spot look if you out here that's bitch, tiring if you are a lazy fuck i support you either way <laughs> like those who are but sometimes I, I i will be i have to be honest i'd be feeling lazy so i'm just like you know i'll let you take control here and i'm going to chill out <laughs> be in my own zone well it's not because i'm being lazy it's because he goes deeper that way. It's a deeper fuck. And I'm like, I need that sometimes. Yes, yes. Get all the inches, bitch. Get all the fucking <laughs> inches. I want all the inches. <laughs> Just don't hit the cervix. I heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't hit the cervix. <laughs> he, he did once. And I'm like, we're done here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He was so shocked because I like legit. This is how he found out I was kind of on low-key flexible. I literally took my leg out of his hand put it on his chest and kicked them off of me. Mm. I'm like, nope, you kick, you hit the cervix. Oh, it hurt. <laughs> and that bitch decided to like hurt for a day and a half. Mm. I'm like, I, I don't know what bitch is like this. Look, if you like painful sex, y'all do y'all. I can't, I can't. Mm-mm. I can do painful play. <clears throat> that spanking and all that other stuff. I yeah, can do spank, that. Pull but... my hair. Yeah, don't hit the cervix. If, 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 if it makes me say, ah, shit. Mm-mm. It's not mm-hmm. for me. If that's out of pain, I can't. Mm-mm. It's traumatic. Uh, <laughs> so, Shane, do you have mm-hmm. any last messages for the, the audience? It's all, I always say the same thing. Just try to understand yourself first. Yes. Before trying to know what you like, know what you want. Like, if you know you're not going to be satisfied in a monogamous relationship, understand that. If you know that one person is not enough, please understand that. And if you try, like, just because, like, we're seeing it, I'm not trying to pull them in or anything, but we're seeing it with Willow Smith, how her parents are in an open relationship. She thought that was all the rave. Mm-hmm. But now that she's in a relationship trying to figure out herself, she is not into the open relationship business. Right. So, it's like, just because you... Are, that's because you see how a lifestyle is doesn't mean it's right for you that's a good one 
You're right. You're right. Amen to that. Because um, you have to, like you said, you have to figure out what is best for you, what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody else's story is not going to be your story. And don't yeah, make like- just because you you like a person doesn't mean they're going to be accepting or willing to be an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship. Those are right. two separate things. <laughs> people, some people don't understand that poly and open relationships are different. Mm-hmm. A polyamorous relationship means like they're all, well, there's relationships within that relationship. Open means you're okay with it's like a swinger essentially in, in my understanding of open relationships it's all about the communication of it all. yeah and, um it's like <clears throat> you have that opportunity um to go out and explore other people mm-hmm. or other situations and it's it's we are open to each other we are open like even with that an open relationship doesn't even uh, necessarily have to mean that other people outside are going to be influencing your relationship or even um you engage with them sexually of that nature it can just be um having someone that you just need to go out on dates with that fulfill Mm -hmm. a certain need so the parameters vary it's just having those conversations with your partner and with yourself what you want within a relationship and be sure that what you want is what you want and not what other people told you that you should want yeah or what they deem acceptable mm, exactly like i said before like open and polish poly poly relationships aren't for me mm. but i'm not gonna turn my nose up to anyone who's into that right i'm like if you're happy your partner or partners are happy live your life be happy because i know i'm somewhere on that spectrum <laughs> what on the poly open, side poly- Mm-hmm. Oh, like it's not for me but i'm like shit if it makes you happy by all means do you right just don't try to pursue a relationship with me because <laughs> i already told you straight up what i do and do not want you're gonna be very unhappy with me mm-hmm. Shoot. on that note thank you so much uh for being on the podcast shane i appreciate of you course. the artist formerly known as s as as in shane uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and thank you all so much for listening to the Holy Liquid Podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are mm-hmm. enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. Mm-hmm. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love mm-hmm. you all and see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.